Hello, it is Macy Blackwell, and I am sitting in my closet again recording this episode, which is going to be all about plastic surgery and cosmetic procedures. I want to start off with a disclaimer because I know these topics are kind of sensitive, and I just want to let you know that these are just my opinions, my thoughts, and uh, my personal experiences. Um, you can totally disagree with me, and that's fine. So this is all just, you know, coming from what I'm thinking right now. All right, I'm going to talk about my personal surgery experience first. Um, so I kind of do get asked that question a lot, but have you had a boob job? And yes, yes, I have. So that was about three years ago. I think I always knew I was probably going to get one, but I waited until after I was done having kids. Well, at least I think I'm done having kids. But I wanted to wait until I nursed both girls and then figure it out. So, um, as you can imagine, and if you're a mom, you know exactly what I'm talking about. After you have kids and nurse and all that good stuff, uh, your chest completely just, like, deflates. And it became one of my biggest insecurities ever. Not to mention it was, like, hard to find clothes that looked nice because at that point I started wearing like two bras to try to hide the fact that my chest was just like it looked so like gaunt and deflated so it's like they weren't like just like small little perky boobs like they were they felt like little sacks of skin like with no volume to them whatsoever so like it was hard to find a swimsuit that looked nice and it was hard to wear summer clothes and that was just so stressful for me um, and I was really just not confident at all in myself once I had lost that because, you know, for a woman, that's like part of being a woman, you know, and that's what made me feel womanly and to, to have that taken away, I really did feel like a part of me was missing. And I remember times like when, you know, Corey and I were being intimate, like I didn't even want to take off my shirt. It got to that point because I was like just so embarrassed about what they looked like. And, you know, I just knew there needed to be a change and I knew that I had to do something about it. And, um, Corey could have cared either like or could have cared less either way. Like I told him I wanted to and he was kind of like, okay. But he also like at first was kind of like, you don't need to. And you know, like he, he would have been supportive anyway. So it was 100% my own decision. And, um, I had told my mom that I was thinking about it and wanted it. And at first she was like, what? Like, no, you don't need to do that. You know how like moms are like, you're perfect the way you are, blah, blah, blah. But then I had showed her and then she was like, oh yeah. Like <laughs> she totally understood what I meant when I was showing her that like I laid to the side and I just had like empty skin that would just like fall over. I don't know. It just, it did not look cute. So once I had like everybody kind of you know, with me and we're all on the same page. I was like, let's go and go to a consultation. So we had went, like, I live in Indiana. So, um, I'd went to Dr. Bruce Vinata, who is in Carmel, Indiana. And that was the only consult I went and I was sold on it, like after it, because I just felt he was super knowledgeable. Like I, I some advice that I would give if you are going to consultations is really like, you know, 
check out the vibe of these places. Like, all the people working there were friendly, um, all the doctors seemed knowledgeable, and I just got a good feel from it, so I felt really comfortable. And and it's kind of funny because I went in, like, with pictures of, like, other people and an idea in my head about, like, what size I wanted, and I wasn't even taking in consideration my own body. So that's also something you have to think of is you can't just, like, pick a photo and be like, I want these boobs because it just doesn't work like that, apparently, and I found out. Um, so, like, my doctor, I had went in telling him, I was like, oh, I think I want, like, 500 or 600 cc's, and he looked at me like I was crazy, um, <laughs> which I was uh, because... You know, what I, the pit photos I'm seeing could have been on, you know, like a 5'8", you know, girl, and I'm a 5'2 girl. So, he, I, he, I told him, I just said, okay, well, you know, you're the expert, and just, you know, make it look good, and I trusted him. So, I left my consult not really knowing, like, what size I was going to be getting, because he said he was just going to have to, like, figure it out once um, he got everything opened up, because I think his whole theory was, like, not overfilling the pocket. He wanted just to fill it up just enough, because apparently if you, you know, go bigger and, like, overexpand that pocket, then you have a higher risk for complications. So I was like, I don't want any of that. Um, so we left not really knowing, besides I was going to get silicone. I felt both the sil silicone and saline, and the saline, it just felt like, you know, a water balloon. It didn't feel real at all, and the silicone felt much more real. And we had also decided it was going to be underneath the muscle. So then I went home and I worried about it and was so, so, so scared uh, for the months leading up to it because I'd never had a surgery before. Like, I'm not, I don't like surgery. I don't like needles, any of that. Just the whole process. I, I was just deathly afraid of it. Um, so I was really, really scared. And then so the day of, I had my mom and... Corey drove me up. I think it was like six in the morning and we got to the surgery center. I was just like, I had so much adrenaline. <sighs> like I was like, I, I was like kind of excited, but just like way more nervous, but I just really wanted to get it over with. I knew like, I just wanted to get to the other side. I also really feared for uh, my recovery. You know, I was like, how am I going to take care of a baby and a, um, like older toddler? with having the surgery and my husband's still working two jobs. So there was just a lot I was afraid of. Well, we get to the surgery center and everything's going well at first. Like, you know, I'm getting in my gown and then, um, they started like running an IV and that went fine. Well, then I think when we got to the point where the doctor started like putting, like marking me up with the marker while I was like standing there and I just started crying because I was just, like, so scared. I was like, I don't want to die. And, like, what am I doing to my to myself? And I just had this moment of just, feel, like, you felt like you were one of those, like, crazy patients that are on that show, like, botched or something. You know, like, when they're just, like, marking on you and you just feel like, I don't know. It's just, like, a very vulnerable position. Just, like, standing there naked with all this marker on you. So I started crying and then I had to walk I had to walk all the way to the operating table, like, in the operating room, and that really, really freaked me out, because I've just not been in a lot of emergency rooms or operating rooms or anything like that, so there's, like, people running around everywhere, like, bright lights, I see this table full of, like, different kind of knives, and that freaked me out, and then I saw, like, this big camera, like, a big TV screen, like, where 
I don't know if they're filming it. I was just like, what is this? And I'm like even crying harder. They're probably just like this girl. What is she even doing? But I was acting like such a big baby. And then I had to like lay there. And then they were giving me, is it the anesthesia? Yeah. So I was laying there and I was just talking to those people and telling them I was scared. And like, you're going to be okay. And then they're like, now you're going to fall asleep. And I, I remember like not being sure if I should leave my eyes open or close them. <laughs> and I asked them, I was like, do you want me to go ahead and close my eyes or leave them open? Because I don't want them to get stuck open. Like, you know, the anesthesia kicks in and then I'm unconscious with my eyes open. But I guess it doesn't work like that. <laughs> they thought it was a little crazy. Um, but yeah, went through this, fell asleep. And then I woke up crying. And I don't know why I woke up crying because it wasn't like I woke up in like extreme pain, but it was sore. It just felt like, you know, I don't know, tight and sore, like a brutal chest workout at the gym or something like that. I just woke up and I was just like, oh, like what's going on? I was really disoriented and had all my bandages and I was kind of looking at them. I was like, what do they look like? I couldn't really tell because I was all wrapped up. Um, But then I got to go home. And so I think... With this doctor, his, like, recovery plan is, like, this, like, I think it's, like, a 48-hour recovery plan where instead of just going home and, like, laying down, he wants you to, like, keep moving. Um, So I went to my mom's house just so I wouldn't be around the kids and they wouldn't be jumping on me. So I went to my mom's house and I want to say if I laid down for, like, a couple hours and then I got up and I took a shower and got cleaned up. And we started doing, like, these stretches. And then we went to Casa Brava, which is, like, our Mexican restaurant we have here, like, in southern Indiana. Um, but, yeah, so I was, like, eating chips and queso just, like, four hours after my surgery. And really from there, the recovery wasn't too bad. Oh, yeah, and I will say I had... Um, 325 cc's on both sides. That's what they ended up being able to fit, like, comfortably in the pocket during the surgery. Um, So, yeah. Let's see. Mexican restaurant. Oh, yeah. So, the rest of the recovery really just was nothing like I was thinking. Childbirth is so, so, so much worse. Um, So, having already done that, this was like a cakewalk in comparison. There was a couple things that I found hard. Like I couldn't really open my own car doors. That was really challenging at first. Um, but really it was just like kind of like a week that I had rested and taken it easy. And then after that, it really felt normal. And I never really had, I feel like they never really went through like this awkward stage where they were really high. So I was kind of lucky in that sense that they kind of looked natural from the beginning and really like no one noticed that I had gotten a surgery because I think when, um, I had like zero boobs, I played it off really well, like wearing two bras and doing all those tricks. So it wasn't like this obvious thing that I had to hide or feel weird about or anything. And also like, cause they were like a natural size on me. Um, I could kind of just like get right back to it. And I never had like this weird phase of them being real high or anything like that. All right, so now I'm going to pull up a few questions just that I had asked on my Instagram just so I can see, like, kind of what you guys even want to know. Um, (laughs) How much did your implants cost? Uh, So I know you can get them for cheaper, but I paid $7,000 for mine, just maybe right under. It might have been, like, $69.99 or something like that. And um, I know if you're wanting to do surgery, but you're, like, you know, kind of 
off-put by the cost. They do offer, I think it's like called care credit or something like that. You, They do have payment plans, but I had just saved up my cash for this because after I had Lux and saw what had happened to my boobs, I knew that after Thea, I was going to get it. So I kind of just started saving my money at that point, and I just wanted to pay for it and be done with it. Um, but I think the average cost is usually around like $5,000. So yeah, we have that. And it says round or round or teardrop. So mine are round and it says smooth or textured. So I have like round smooth and, um, I have like, I think it's the moderate profile. I think they come in like high and super high, but I have the moderate, which I think is probably the most natural looking. Um, okay. Someone said, share how bad breast implants are in awareness. Well, I mean, I don't really know. I'm not an expert in that because so far I've had a good experience with them. And um, so I'm not sure about that one. I know there is, I've heard of breast implant illness and that was something I did consider going into it. I had heard a bunch of stories. I know that's a real thing. Um, but for me, I just couldn't imagine a life where I didn't at least try. Like, for me, it was worth the risk. Like, I felt so bad about them that I was willing to, like, well, I'm going to try it. And, you know, if it goes wrong, I'll take them out. So that's where I was at that point. But, yeah, that is something to consider if you are going through surgery. I think with any kind of surgery or procedure, there's some kind of assumed risk. And you really just kind of want to weigh out those the risk versus the reward and make a good decision and make sure it's something that like, if you do have to remove them at some point and let's like, you know, God forbid, but let's say you got this illness from it, then know that you'd be okay with a second, second surgery to take them out. Um, so that's what I have to say about that. Um, how long was recovery? kind of touched on that. I feel like the the one week was probably the hardest where I felt like I couldn't do a ton, but over the course of the first month, I pretty much felt normal. I will say things like up to six months or a year, some things just felt weird. They weren't painful, but they just felt weird. So, um, like I don't do any kind of like really like strenuous chest workouts at the gym anymore. Not like I ever did, like I, you know, <laughs> but that's like something I avoid. I'm not going to like bench press. Also, my doctor did tell me to avoid stuff like that. He said, if you're really building up your pecs that are on top of that muscle, sometimes they will like tighten on your implant and push your implants down. And I was like, that is not what I want. So I do not do chest at the gym anymore. And, um, also swimming, swimming felt really, really weird for me. Cause you don't realize how much you use your chest muscles until you, they feel weird. And like swimming just now feels normal to me. And it's been like th three years, but forever it just kind of felt like tight or those muscles felt pulled a little bit. Um, someone said, will you continue to keep your implants or would you remove? Um, yeah, I mean, hopefully I can keep them because honestly they just feel like a part of me now and I'd be really sad without them. Um, I think any more, used to, they said you had to replace them like after 10 years, but that was like back in the eighties when they weren't made as well anymore. I, I want to say that they told me like 20 to 25 years is about average. And technically you never have to replace them if you don't have a problem with them or, um, and, and as long as you still like the way they look. So some people change them out just because they want like a lift 
or they want to switch out their size, you know, or something like that. But um, it's not something that you have to constantly go back in for surgery for. But I'd say I would continue to get them if I had to. Like, if I had to do another surgery, I would probably keep them. Honestly, I can see me being, like, Dolly Parton and being, like, 90 years old and still having them. Because at first I was like, maybe I'll take them out, like, when I'm older. And I'm like, no. Like, (laughs) I totally see that for myself. Because I was like, you know, if I'm old, I at least want, like, new-looking boobs, you know? Okay. Um, Someone asked if they bounced at all anymore. (laughs) Um, Like, not really. (laughs) Like, honestly, I don't know. Like, there's not as much movement because, unfortunately, I just don't have, like, enough fat over them to, like, have, like, a natural, um, like, obviously, if I moved up and down, there would be movement, but there's not, like, there's not, like, any jiggle to them, I guess. There's, there's bounce, there's just not, like, jiggly skin there because the skin's kind of tight over the implant, that makes sense, um since my husband is not on board and I don't know how to get him on board hmm that's a good one because I don't really know because like Corey was just kind of like whatever you want to do um I think if my husband wasn't on board I think you just figure out like why they're not on board so is it because of like health concerns does like what is he questioning the reason that you're doing it like is he just thinking oh like she just wants to you know get attention from other guys or like something silly like that um I would find out like the reasoning that behind that and then um you know, try to answer any questions he may have about it or any any of why he's hesitant. But at the end of the day, I think um, if it's something you really want to do, that's the most important part. And you have to explain to him, like, this is important to me, like, for me. And at the end of the day, like, I'm going to do it. Like, this is something that I need to do for myself. And I think that should kind of be, like, the last resort. Like, you know, I wouldn't want to be like, okay, screw you, I'm doing this. But if it gets to that, I think you have to do what's best for you. Okay. What was your husband's reaction to wanting breast implants? Oh, okay. So, yeah, he, at first he was like, no, but then he was kind of like, okay, you know. (laughs) So, like I said, he was fine with it, and um, he was kind of just supportive in whatever I was going to want to do. (laughs) Did you have one breast that took longer to fully drop? So, no, I didn't. I know that's common, though. I've seen, like, a lot of photos and stuff when I was looking on, like, realself.com before my surgery. I know that happens a lot, but I feel like mine were always kind of just in their natural pocket. Like, they never got super high or wonky. I feel like they kind of, like, softened over the first few months when it says, like, it's called drop and fluff. So, but I feel like they never really moved, but they definitely, like, got softer over, like, a month or two. Um said, what I packed in my hospital bag before my breast dog. Gosh, I can't even remember that far. Well, so, like, at my hospital, or at the surgery center, there wasn't, like, there was no time to really hang out there. Like, basically, you showed up, you had your surgery, and we were out an hour later. So, there really wasn't any, like, staying at the hospital or anything I really had to pack that I remember Yeah, I want to say I just, like, clothes. (laughs) I think I had, oh, like, so for your clothes, you're going to want to wear, like, stuff with zippers. Like, you don't want anything that you're going to have to pull over your head. Same thing with your pants. Um, When you're changing out of your surgery, you want to make sure you have comfortable, like, just pull on 
pants, nothing tight, nothing with zippers or buttons or anything hard to get on, just like loose clothes, nothing you have to pull over your head. So just consider that. Someone asked about the common fears going into surgery. Well, for me, it was like, you know, my first like irrational thought was, oh my gosh, I'm going to die because I have irrational fears. And then I was just afraid of complications. Um, but really, I think when you're like scared of stuff like that, you got to kind of like go back and look at the facts and realize that someone dying under surgery is you know, not, not super common. And also it's more common on riskier surgery. So I know like for any kind of like lipo or BBL, stuff like that, it is a lot more high risk. Uh, I mean like breast implants have been around for, I don't know, I don't want to say hundreds of years. Maybe it's not been hundreds, but they've been around for a long time and we kind of know the risk and the possible complications with those. Um, so that made me feel better. And, um, also it's, the breast implants, it just doesn't feel that invasive, you know? Like, it's just, like, one... Like, for me, I had my incision underneath my boob. Like, I know you can also get them, or like, on your areola or something else or on the side by the armpit, but I have mine underneath, and uh, it just wasn't a super invasive procedure, so I knew I probably wasn't going to die during it, so I just try to, like, keep telling myself that, even when I was crying and scared. And, um, yeah, and then also... Last question and answer on that. Someone said, is it real? Is plastic surgery really worth the risk? Um, I just want to hear your input on it. Um, it depends on who you are and it's a personal decision for everyone. So for some people who are just like, Oh, like, you know, I might just try this, you know, for fun. Like maybe it's not worth the risk for you or, but if it's someone who it's something that's bothering you that you feel like you can't go on without fixing it. I think it's worth it, you know? Like, for me, I was, like, thinking about, you know, my weird skin on my chest every single day. It was affecting all of my clothes. It was affecting, you know, my sex life, for me at least. Like, I just didn't feel hot anymore. And so, for me, it was 100% worth the risk. But um, I think that's just a personal decision. And, and it also depends on what procedure you're having. So, everyone needs to just kind of think of that based off of their own circumstances. All right, so switching the gears, and let's talk about, like, the face stuff now. Um, so I had a ton of questions on the face stuff, so unfortunately, I don't have all the information since I'm not real. Like, I haven't really been to the point where I've needed to get a bunch of stuff done to my face. Thankfully, I'm not saying I won't, but, like, so far I don't have a ton of experience, but I will share my experience with what I have done. Um, so this had started, like... I don't know. I think it's been like two and a half, three years ago now, probably like right after I had my surgery. Um, so we went to this like football tailgate for, um, like the college town we live in. So I was there, like me and my mom are there and I hate to throw my mom under the bus, but she had just said, uh, Hey, like, you know, I've just noticed that you kind of have, you know, this line right here, like where your smile line is. It's like very deep. She's like, kind of weird because that's like the only thing on your face that you know seems to be kind of like off <laughs> and I was like what because I think at this point I was only like 25 and I was freaking out I was like I'm 25 I have a big like you know wrinkle on my smile line or why is my smile line so deep and somehow I ended up like crying in the bathroom of the bar that night and I called my sister and I was like crying in the stall like 
oh no, my face is getting so old. And like, she was just like, what is going on? I'm sure we had like, you know, one too many drinks, but that's probably why I was crying. But that's kind of how the face thing got started. So I had went and got my smile lines filled in and I did that with Dr. Stephen Porto, who's also in like the Carmel area, I believe, or Noblesville up there in North Indy. Um, so they, he had filled in my smile lines and I was very happy with them. And that seemed to fix that little, like, uh, like extra deep line I had around my smile lines. Um, and that stayed, I want to say that like really, I had that filler there for probably like a year. I think they dissolve after a year. So really that's been the only thing I've done. But then since then, like once the filler went away, I hadn't had them redone because it kind of corrected that weird deep smile line and it didn't really go back or it hasn't came back yet. So I haven't had to do anything since then. And so I know at some point I will probably start doing Botox because everyone says that's preventative and that is definitely something that is on my radar for when I feel like I need it. But I guess my opinion with just doing like random cosmetic, you know, upgrades, let's say, or procedures is that I didn't want to start too young because no matter what you do, you can't replace the look of youth. So, and you, I know we've all seen it. Like we've seen some people who like went a step a little too far and it's, it is kind of sad because there's like beautiful girls and you know, they're 25 and they're out here looking 35. And so (laughs) I just, I didn't want that for myself. So that was something I've been kind of hesitant on. And I know it's probably not Botox. Like, I don't I don't think Botox really, like, changes your appearance as much as the fillers do. But, so, yeah, I've never been tempted to, like, do any crazy cheek filler or chin filler. Or um, I also have never done my lips. I feel like I get asked. I, I had some comment that was, like, you get lip filler and lie or something like that. And there's, no. Like, I come on my Instagram stories every single day without makeup. And you can tell that my lips are, like, normal, and they're not filled. So, but I can make them look bigger, like, with my, um, like, lip gloss and my lip liner. Like, so I've always had, you know, decently full lips. So I was like, you know, if it's not broke, don't try to fix it. So I just never even wanted to go there because I didn't want to be looking, you know, crazy and duckish yet. So maybe, like, one day, I know you do lose volume over as you age, you're going to lose volume. And maybe at some point that'll be something I'll do. But I think I'm just really waiting until I feel like something needs to be done before I just like start, you know, injecting my face with stuff like as a hobby. So I know my mom probably doesn't want to share this, but I'm going to share it with you because I always get uh, questions kind of about my mom and how she looks so good. And she really does look so good. And she does do Botox and filler. Um, I'm not exactly sure like the placement and everything, but I know every few months she kind of gets it touched up and it helps a lot. And also my mom's just kind of taken really good care of herself. She's always like ate well and exercised and, um, you know, stayed at a healthy weight. So I think that has all contributed to, you know, her looking great for her fifties. And I think she didn't start getting like Botox and filler till it's like, it was like less than 10 years ago. So she didn't start it really early or anything. It was more of a recent thing for her. So So you don't necessarily have to start it when you're young to still make it look effective. 
All right, so now I'm going to answer a few questions about, you know, like the face procedures. Um, someone says, have you had any filler? If so, does it hurt? How long does it last? So, like I said, I had the Smile Line filler, and, you know, it kind of did hurt. I'm not going to lie to you. It, it hurts. They do put, like, numbing stuff on it. And, okay, and then I almost passed out. I'll have to... <laughs> I'll have to post a photo because it was so funny. Like, I, I didn't think I was scared of it or anything, but once the needle kind of was just in my face moving around, um, for some reason I got so dizzy and just, like, my vision, like, left my body, and uh, they went and got me, like a, like, a Coke to drink because I don't know what happened. I don't know if it was, like, a blood sugar thing or whatever because you know how I do intermittent fasting? Well, I had had that appointment maybe at, like, 10 a.m., and I hadn't eaten that morning or anything. So if you're going in to get fillers or Botox or anything like that, I suggest uh, maybe eating a light meal and make sure you're hydrated because, like, I almost fainted. I was like, what is going on? So, yeah, like, it does kind of hurt, and you're going to leave with kind of, like, poke marks. So, like, I wouldn't plan, like, a big important, you know, meeting or lunch or something like that right after you leave from getting your Botox or filler because you are going to kind of have, like, little welts there for a bit. Um, let's see, what was that last question about it? Oh, how long does it last? I think fillers last anywhere from like six months to about a year. All right, next question says, LCR laser for face or CO2 laser? Have you had one of these or your mom? Um, I haven't. Like, I could see that being something like that being something that I could use, though, because um, as I've shared on Instagram before, I have had like extreme bad cystic acne and never through, you know, my high school years or anything like that. I was really lucky in that way. But after I had Lux, I don't know if it's just like a hormonal thing, but after getting off birth control, my face was just awful. Like I never even wanted to leave my house. So I had a lot of acne scarring there and maybe that would be something I should look into. Okay, let's see. Oh, someone said, why don't you get your eye eyebrows microbladed? I think it would look awesome on you. Well, I thought about it before, and um, I had asked Corey, and Corey was like, no, it looks awful. <laughs> so I was like, okay. Uh, well, and really, my eyebrows aren't super thin anyway. Um, so I did find this one product that has just taken any need for that away. I use, it's from Amazon, it's like this brow tinting kit, it comes with everything you need, it's like 20 bucks, and you can use it over 20 times, so like each time you tint your brows, it's only technically a dollar, and I use the shade Dark Brown, which I think is flattering for probably almost everyone, and you can, the longer you leave it on, the darker, darker it will get, um, so it would match, you know, any kind of like hair color, it's just a really nice, uh, like kind of like ashy brown color. Uh, but I use that probably once every six to eight weeks, and then that helps me, like, wake up looking like I already have eyebrow makeup on. So that really kind of, um, once I found that, I didn't really feel like I needed to get, like, a permanent, um, what, what's it called? <laughs> Hold on real quick. Micro... Microbladed. Okay, I get like microdermabrasion, microbladed, micro. I get all those confused. Okay, so yeah, I didn't feel like I necessarily needed it. So like for me, like that wasn't worth the risk for me because my eyebrows weren't like that needy already. Like they were, you know, they looked fine. So I didn't feel the need to like possibly make them look weird or like boxy or 
you know, just too dark. You kind of see that sometimes. So I was like, I, I did want like a more of a natural looking brow look. So, uh, for me and my face, I feel like that just works the best, but of course, you know, to each their own. And if like, I think other people, I've seen it really change other people's faces, like in a great way. So if you're someone who like really does struggle with like just needing more eyebrows all over, then definitely do that. Okay. Let's see. Oh, okay. So there's always people in here that are like, start a YouTube channel. I, yeah, I, I, I need to, but gosh, it, you know, it's just hard to stay alive at this point, you know, just like keeping up with Instagram and then post, trying to learn like TikTok and trying to learn how to do video and then doing a podcast. And then like, let's not even forget about like, you know, just all of our mom slash wife, wife duties and like running a house and the kids. So it is something I want to do, but I'm going to have to, uh, like prioritize, prioritize that somehow and work it into my time management because I would like to, but videos are a lot harder than like photo for some reason. But, and I'm like, just, I'm really bad at learning new things and editing, but I really do want to try to do that for you guys. Cause I mean, hopefully I can make it interesting. It might be boring, but I'll try to give it a shot. All right, I really want to wrap up this episode just kind of with my personal thoughts, beliefs, and opinions. And of course, you know, feel free to disagree, but this is just what I think. Um, so I know plastic surgery and cosmetic procedures have gotten crazy and they've blown up, you know, especially in the last 10 years, just with, you know, I love me some Kardashians. Like, they are my favorite. I love them, but, you know, they kind of did start the trend with, like, the everybody completely changing their face and bodies. And, you know, I can see it, like, being mentally unhealthy for just, you know, everyone. So I think it's important just to keep that in perspective. Like, you know, some of these people are entertainers that have these, you know, crazy surgeried out bodies and faces. And, you know, just because like try to not think of that as reality because it's really not like how many people do you truly see walking around the street with, you know, BBLs and, you know, all the surgery, like you, like no one, you know what I mean? It's like, really, that's only a, like a tiny, tiny percentage of people. So I never want anyone to feel pressure. Like this is something I have to do because everyone's doing it. Everyone's getting the surgeries because, you know, really not everyone's getting them. So I never want anyone to feel like pressured. And of course, I mean, obviously I felt somewhat pressure because I went and got a surgery, but for me, I think it was about just fixing something I was super insecure about. And it wasn't about just like changing my entire look. And I think the goal with any, any good plastic surgery should look like you haven't gotten surgery. You know what I'm saying? Like the goal is to look like the best version of yourself and not someone else because you want people to like my reaction. I want, you know, if I, you know, tweaked my face a little bit or, you know, got a little lip, lip injection here or whatever, I would want to, you know, walk into girls night out with my girls and they're like, oh my gosh, you look so pretty. Not like, holy crap, you got your lips done. Or like, you know what I mean? Like you don't want people to be able to pinpoint what you did. Like you want people, I mean, obviously the point is to feel good about yourself. It's not about just about other people, but I'm just saying like the goal should be to enhance your already natural beauty and not to completely change things. And so just like, taking photos of other people from the internet to like bring in and just completely change your look 
for one thing, that's not really mentally healthy. And then for another thing, you can't always get someone's exact feature. So I think that kind of will also set you up for some level of disappointment. And that's also, I kind of had that feeling a little bit with the, um, the boob job thing because, you know, I had my pictures of, you know, what boobs I wanted, but the thing is, you can't, they can't put someone else's boobs on your body. Like, your body is structured. Your ribs are a certain way. Like, your, you know, breast pockets or whatever they are, they're at a certain spot. Like, your chest, your breasts sit on a certain spot in your chest. So, even if you want them real high, you probably don't really have that option unless you get, like, a full-on lift because, you know, it's your body and not someone else's. So, whatever you get isn't going to look the exact same as the pictures that you're bringing in. Um, it's going to be, like, tailored to fit your body. And then also, I think people need to tread lightly because you don't want to, you don't want to end up looking way older than you are. I mean, I think we, I mean, it, I see, like, what, you know, what it did for, you know, Kylie Jenner, you know what I mean? Like, we all saw her glow up and, well, at least it looked like a glow up from, you know, highly photoshopped social media images. Um, but we, we saw that and she was like, you know, 18 or whatever, did all this stuff to her face. Um, but I think our young people need to enjoy being young and not try to like rush that process. Like, I think you need to like, you know, I'm so jealous of, you know, like middle schoolers and high schoolers, like their skin is perfect, you know? And like, they have that look of youth that we, you can't recreate that with, surgery and fillers. So I think our, especially our young people need to really enjoy like their natural youth and their natural beauty and not rush to get this, these Botox and get these fillers in their lips and their face. I think, you know, people kind of need to wait, wait it out a little bit and see what their natural face is going to look like because truly like, you know, the, your natural youth is beautiful. And I think people need to realize that more and not just think, oh, well, every single other 18-year-old has a ton of, you know, lip filler, so I need to, too. So I don't think that's uh, necessary for everybody. And just definitely, try, if you're if that's something that you're insecure about and you know you want to do it, then just tread lightly with it. And, you know, you don't have to go all in. Also, all these things are extremely costly to keep up on. So consider that if you want to start, because I don't think I've ever known someone who, like, started down the cosmetic procedure road and then just, like, stopped, you know? I think once you kind of get started with it, you have to keep getting them in order to keep up your certain face and your look and your whatever you're getting. Um, so just keep in mind that these costs do add up and that's something you might just be, like, it's not like a one-time, I'm going to pay, you know, 500 bucks to get some lip filler. Those do go away, and you have to keep refilling them. So keep that in mind. And um, also, I just think on a mental health level, just don't let it become, just like changing yourself, don't let it become an obsession. I think, like, my mom was, like, worried about that for me. She was afraid that I'd get the surgery, and then I would just keep doing stuff. But um, I think before you decide to do a major surgery, I think you need to make sure you're, like, mentally in a good place. Like, I don't think it should come, like, after a really bad breakup or, um, you know, just when you're feeling bad about yourself. I think you need to make sure you're, like, in a good mental, <clears throat> excuse me, like, a good mental state before you decide to, like, go under the knife or do something like that. Like, you know, if you're needing a change, like, that's the time to get a haircut, but, like, not a surgery. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> I think maybe, you know, just really check yourself. Make sure you're in a good place 
and then also um, make sure it's for good reasons. Like, make sure it is not for, like, a man pressuring you to do it. Or even if he's not pressuring you, make sure it's not you putting these made-up pressures on yourself thinking, well, he's going to like it or whatever. Like, because half the time... Guys don't notice and they don't care and they think all the duck, the duck lips look weird. Honestly, that's, that's the truth. So do not ever, like, if you want that look, make sure you're doing it for you and not a guy because trust me, the guys don't care. Like, I truly don't think they do. So, um, yeah, just make sure you're not doing a surgery for any reasons other than just like, it's something for you that's going to make you feel more confident that something that you you really wanted and um and just don't let it fix it or whatever and then you know like move on with your life like don't let that become a hobby don't keep going back to social media or whatever and finding like well now I need to fix this and then now I need to fix this about myself because that is just you know that's a sad way to live and I know we all feel it like when we are looking at you know whoever it, models and celebrities and all that like we all feel that same pressure so if if you're feeling that like you need to once you fix something you need to change something else and change something else and I think you know maybe take a short break from social media and reality tv and all that stuff and just like you know clear your head a little bit because you do see those people you know on tv or wherever that obviously like they've went too far down the surgery road and there's a lot of like damage that cannot be fixed all right, well, I guess that wraps up today's episode. Those are all, you know, my own personal opinions and thoughts, and I do appreciate you for listening to this, and if you share it on your stories and tag me, I will repost it. That helps me a lot and helps other people be able to hear the podcast, and you can find me on Instagram at Macy.Blackwell, and I have the same username also on TikTok, so you can find me both on there, or if you just want to talk about the episode, feel free to DM. Um, So thank you so much for listening.